Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Apparently, you do when you play us. At least, at least 1% more. 0.7% more. That's all you need. That no, is all you fucking it's need. It's not just 0.7% more. It's it's one point. It, it's, oh, right. yeah. Sorry, math guy. You gotta t- yeah. Sorry, math guy. Yeah, 1.4. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can Episode 12, Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. Along with me, as always, are... Stephen Wojtowicz. Bill Fougere. Stephen Wojtowicz. I mean, Nick Larita. Dude, that's not even... You, you, he was almost confused. Were you confused? Because that's not your name, right? That was the joke. That was... I got, was, I got oh. really scared. Like, not another one? <laughs> Damn it. Whoosh. Damn it. He couldn't finish the joke because he couldn't pronounce the last name, too. He couldn't. He, oh, I got, he, he doesn't know I how to say stuck. it. Yet. I mean, it still says Steve Woods a lot of letters in my um, would you, contact for you. So, would you not going to work around here anymore? Does it really say Woods a lot of letters? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it still does. <laughs> Hysterical. I didn't know. I didn't know how to spell Steve's last name for the longest time. So I just left it that way. Me too. Now you didn't jar. It's not that hard. <laughs> exactly. I just, I like to spell people's names correctly. So if I can, I make up just, random shit. And, so it's either 100% correct or 0% correct. Or There's no in between. 100% botched. Nice. Just botched. Oh, that's offsides. Well, as you probably, we are recording on a Tuesday evening and all of our teams are in action Penguins are are home against the Washington Capitals. The Islanders are in Buffalo against the Sabres. And the Rangers and Devils are playing at MSG. As of right now, it's uh, 12 minutes left in the third period. And the uh, Rangers and Devils are tied at two. So one of Steve and I are going to go home happy. And the other one's going to go home a little upset. But, I mean, it has been, what, two and a half weeks since the Devils have played a hockey game? Yeah, yeah, two and a half weeks. We're going to let you lead off, bud. So... To start off, we are going to recap very quickly the whole COVID situation Um, because there was a lot of interviews yesterday with the players. So it was surprising to find out that Miles Wood actually confirmed he had it before training camp even started. So that's probably why he never wound up on the list of players infected. Um, Blackwood said his symptoms were mostly in his chest, coughing, difficulty breathing, never had a fever. So that was good to hear. He He's saying he could have probably come back after that first wave of uh, of the players getting it. And Lindy Ruff believes Nico, if he wasn't on the list, would be playing tonight. So I mean, that's, that reass- the break, right? that's reassuring to hear, though, because as guys have been coming off the list, like his turn to come off the list is in the next couple of days. So as for tonight's game, they started out great, and now we're starting to see... Now we're starting to see a team that hasn't played in two and a half weeks. A lot of sloppy passes, a lot of touch passes that don't have the right touch on them. And as the as each period goes on, you could see the defense is starting to slow down. So but if this got, game remains tied, you got one cons- one consistent thing though. Your goaltender hasn't Blackwood. played what the nineteenth of January. That's what it was. The first four games, it was all him. So it's nice to see him picking up right where he left off. So there's like you said, there's you know eleven, twelve-ish minutes left in the game. If it remains tied with five minutes left, this game is going to the Rangers. I feel it. Don't be so sure, pal. Don't be so sure. Speaking of the Rangers, they play in New York. Another team in New York is the Islanders. That's a team the Devils haven't played in a long time. Nick, how are things going over there on the island? They're doing all right. Uh, We have uh, had a few games this week, a couple games uh, right now. Second game this week uh, against Buffalo. And uh, doing pretty good on this uh, point streak. 
we're running on running through. So you um, had three games not, last week, dude. You had three games last week. Yeah, three games last week. One against Boston, one against Pittsburgh, and Buffalo. So it's not. I guess we're not officially into this week because this game is going on right now. So we'll, well consider it I, I think last week. Game it does count as last week. Yeah. Like it's going on right now. You're gonna talk it's about going it. right now. I'm gonna talk about it a little bit for sure. Yeah, you so will be gonna... you will be happy to know that Don LaGreca on the Michael K show does a segment called Ice Picks, and he picked the Islanders to win yesterday, and he was on a very Man. bad losing streak, and he finally he helped the Islanders help him break his losing streak. Ah, nice. So Job doing well good. Done. Players are uh, responding. Finally, uh, getting points ever since we had a few games in a row. We got to overtime, and you know, get started get those points back, and now they're they've been on a little bit of a winning streak. Um, and uh, hopefully, it's the tonight's the third win in a row. And that one guy you wanted to come out, who was the guy you wanted to come out? Komarov? Leo, Uncle Leo Komarov. Yeah, he came out, right? He is out tonight. First time... In a, in a while. He's been on the whole time for okay. pretty much most of the time since Pavilion's been out. Pavilion's first game back tonight. Komarov finally was uh, was benched. And that's uh, not to say like negatively, but just in the sense that I've wanted to see him benched because yeah. I, I, I want to see some other guys. And, you know, I'll talk one of the lines I've wanted to see together. I think I talked about it a few times now is Pajot and Pavilion. And guess who started playing uh, with, uh, with Pajot tonight? Anthony Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Nice. And with with a little Mr. Oliver Wallstrom and seeing that okay. that line started uh, the game tonight because Pajot has been red hot and so nice. that line uh, is looking good. Um, so yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, Steve, you had like you only in so fast because you had no games. Is that the reason? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. So uh, well, yeah, are we, are we just gonna like just blow right by the fact yeah. that? Amrov came out. I mean, it takes a lot of courage for somebody to do that. No, no, no. Uh, of the lineup. Of the lineup. The lineup. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, you know, he could do that, but he is creepy, Uncle Elio. But I mean, I don't think that's the case. It's common. So, uh, common misunderstanding. <laughs> so let's just start off with uh, a quick thing about Mr. JG Motherfucking Pajot. He has oh, been know. red hot, and he's a guy. I said I thought this year would be. I thought he'd have a big year. And slow start, and he's starting to really, really roll. Um, he's had now five goals in four games, including tonight, and uh, that's just this week. And he's been just playing fantastic. He did get a, he did get a gift goal yesterday, Buffalo in the Buffalo game. Um, just one of those shots that goalie should have stopped on a you know an innocent play down the coming down the boards, done a two on two, and he just ripped it top shelf and. Goalie did not have his glove up, but man, he is playing well. So much so they put him on, they put him out in the first start of the game. Typically, they, they we put the fourth line out, um, start the game. Most games, sometimes they put out the Marzal line, but um, I haven't seen them do that in quite a while. Almost every game last year was fourth line, first start, starting the game. So for them to put Pajot's line out, it's because he's been awesome. And I really wanted to see him with Pavilier just because I think the two of them would be really good together. They're speedy, um, they're chippy, and I thought, to combine them with anybody, and I think they'll be a nice uh, complement to the first two lines. And it also breaks up our second our second line a little bit, which I just kind of want to see uh, without without Pavillier on. And to be honest, it's been interesting because that's what happened with him out. It, they had to put somebody else in, and um, basically the second line just started to you know it struggled a little bit with with Nelson and um, not playing it great, but uh, they've started to come back a little bit. Switching lines up has been nice. So JG. Playing outstanding. Very happy to see that. Seeing him with pivot, the pair with Pavilion has been really good. JJ had another goal again tonight on a heck of a shot. Um, we had 
three wins, or I'm sorry, two wins and an uh, overtime loss or shootout loss uh, from Varlamov uh, this week. He's not playing tonight. We've got Sorkin in, currently trying to hit his first win in the NHL. He's currently got three minutes left. We're up 2 Hopefully he can get that first win. Maybe a shutout. We'll see. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. You didn't just say that. Oh, he absolutely just hey, said it. Whatever. Guys, I don't know. Really really oh, you fucking you like jinx. This isn't baseball, you fucks. Oh, you jinx. Well, uh, there goes uh, the no-hitter. <laughs> you guys are Mets fans for a reason. Shut we'll up. Uh, I'm not a Mets yeah. fan record, please. No, please don't love me. <laughs> that don't love me in that goddamn category. Whatever. Ever. Oh, that's why I, that's why they suck, as I say that all the time when they're playing. Anyway, uh, so Varley, Varley's been playing outstanding as well. He's been rock solid. Every game, he had a ridiculous save last night. Just robbed uh, Allmark, not Allmark, Allstrom. I can't really get how what the defense been under Bob Buffalo. I'm watching the game, and I can't remember his damn name. Anywho, uh, he had a ridiculous save there, hit the post, and uh, essentially, he's been great. He's currently looking like what the how they rate this. Uh, he's got seven wins in the NHL. Save percentage is pretty high. What the hell? Oh. Uh, 931. He's top 10 at the moment. Best, it looks like, in the Metro behind Blackwood, incredibly. Blackwood, I guess. Oh, yeah, he only played four games. <laughs> He's got uh, three games played. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been, um, that's been the, he's been, the, he's been the rock solid for us. Outside of that, first line is looking like the first line. Barzal playing like an MVP candidate. He's been looking way better defensively. He's been noticeable defensively, something that uh, I couldn't say for Tavares for years. And this is, I think, his fourth year. And uh, he's just looked very good off the puck. He made a big hit yesterday uh, to essentially knock, start a, start a, a quick play, pass out to, to, to Bailey, out to, to lead a score the first goal of the game. And uh, it all happened from, from uh, coming in and finishing a check and came out of nowhere, it seemed like. You know, you don't think of him as a like, guy that can hit the hit people and mm. just did it and it got the goal um he's been looking really good he's, he's dangerous on offense every time he's on the ice he's looking great bailey uh has been looking back to his normal getting back through his funk he was in and uh he's he's been he's had a few assists a lot he had he was first start of the game last night a couple assists and primary assists and um off deflections and the last few games he's been playing well and the last guy on that line is, is uh andres leaves had a goal last night and goal tonight He's been, it's been like the same guys just scoring and they're playing really, really good. Keeping this team, uh, you know, where they need to be. Uh, and the last thing I kind of want to bring up, uh, Isles, wasn't, it's kind of related, but I thought it's really important to mention. And that's, uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to read the article from Kay Strang today. Uh, Kay Strang is the former, former Newsday beat, Isles beat writer for a couple of years and from 09 to 11. And she went on to ESPN, was successful there. And now she's the editor in chief at, uh, at uh, The Athletic. And she's been working on a piece around the Arizona uh, Coyotes and their base. What? what an article. What? Yeah. And so what an around article. Their, yeah. their dysfunction. Oh, yeah. And great piece. So it's a, it's a great investigative piece, interviews from bunch of you know, dozens of people from the organization yeah all different levels and it is just a and then event. and then tonight what a shock they announced they're looking into a lawsuit which if you read <laughs> oh, the yeah. article which if you read the article is exactly what you would expect them to do given the character well, that she painted them as yeah they uh they immediately this is today put out a, a note uh, after the article was, was released 
I read this morning because I saw a few tweets about it being like, you got to read this. And yeah. I saw it from Stranger and I'm like, I'm going to read anything from Stranger. So I wrote and I saw what it was about. I was like, I had a bookmark time my work day to like, because I had a whole bunch of meetings, found it, found time to read it in between good 20 minutes. And it was awesome. And just yeah. shows how, you know, it makes me feel better because like Dial's such a shitty owners for some period of time to see another organization go through such, which seems like a very bad fit for and look for the uh, the NHL. Yeah, it made me it think of like it. the whole Wong era. Like I would say not Wong so much, more like Spano. You know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what I meant. Spano, right? The one who came yeah. in and didn't have the money, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have it. Yeah, and we almost sold the team to a guy that had no money. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, that, that's a bad look for the NHL more than the Islanders, honestly. Yeah. You know, but you know, and the same thing again. It's just uh, there's a lot of just just it's a great article. Go read it. And uh, I was uh, I was thrilled to see everybody rally around pretty much universally all the everyone in the hockey universe rally around Stranger and be like, this is fucking awesome. Stranger is great. You know, Arizona is like a bunch of fucks. Um, You know, what happens? Arizona comes out and puts up their thing like, oh, they're putting us in a bad light. You know, they neglected to state that, you know, the owners done all this economical relief. Like very, um, just like okay, you're saying ignore the the problems and go and tax something else about the editor. And it was interesting in the, in the article. The only thing I'll mention about in the article is that Stranger did have a situation where she wrote about that they she basically got intim- tried to, they tried to intimidate her um, yeah. and tell her she was basically like you know how do you think what, what if we would how do you think I should, should I go around talking to GMs about how how you're doing your job and blah blah and it's a whole. It's a really interesting uh, article to read. And yeah. I was really proud to see our, our former, you know, um, V writer go and kick ass in the industry. So uh, that's pretty much yeah. what I wanted to bring about. And I hope you guys get a chance to read it. Yeah, that was a good one. So, speaking I, didn't of, know, um, I didn't know she worked at Newsday and covered the aisles. Like, yeah, for a couple of years she did. And then she moved awesome. on to bigger, better things. And she's, she's a very talented writer. Uh, speaking of uh, shitty franchises, uh, Tom, I think you... Uh, Probably ready. Uh, it, oh, it, 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 by the way, it can't wanna... get worse than it is right now. One one thing I forgot to mention: the stat I wanted to bring up to you. So I was just browsing the interwebs, and uh, I just thought this was pretty ridiculous, but also it just made me think of you. It was uh, Lafreniere right. having the same amount of points as Rick DiPietro in their first thirteen career games. Well, actually, they they were actually comparing him to Steven Stamkos, and I thought that that comparison between. He and Stamkos was a little bit more realistic. Di Pietro? Than him with a goal. <laughs> that the injury, uh, that they're always both hurt. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it was just a little stab for you there, just to get you going. Yeah, really? Wow. Before you, uh, you what get a guy. Going, so. No, no, it, it's great to, to, to kick me while I'm down. And, and, and you know what? The Rangers are, are down and they are getting the shit kicked out of them. That's look, down, they're, down by two, I think. They're, they're, they're not. They're not a bad defensive team. They're not a bad penalty killing team. They just can't score goals for the life of them. Um, and they can't figure it out. Mika is going through a year in which it's it's I was texting with Steve earlier earlier today. It's it's almost fucking comical how bad they are at offense, how bad they are at scoring goals. Well, that's it. I yeah, I think you need to correct that. They move the puck very well. Of course, yeah. When it comes to shooting, not so well. Nick was saying an, an oopsie goal. I would love a fucking oopsie goal. The Rangers this season never get an oopsie goal ever. 
Is it because they're not like really winning pucks or winning battles in the corners? No, they're front, generating, they're getting the their chances, they're they're cycling, they're doing everything they're supposed to do. They just can't put the puck in the net. Can't put it in the net. Coming into this game, or actually coming into the second period of this game, they had played a, eleven periods. In those eleven periods, they scored three goals, two shutouts, and two goals in in one game since their last win against Washington. It seems like last year and it's it's tough man you, you watch a team that hasn't played in 16 days and they come out and they literally kick the shit out of you they literally kick the shit out of you i've been preaching patience i've been preaching the process i've been preaching everything but i gotta tell you as a fan it's getting fucking frustrating it is getting frustrating to watch this team go through this i i have to ask because i don't know but the year after hall came in and was the mvp and single-handedly got the devils to the playoffs they had a pretty rough year the next year Oh yeah. How were you feeling during that 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 particular year? And it, this was what three years ago. I was yeah. I was feeling fine just because that that playoff run that they went on, well, not playoff run, but making the playoffs the year before was a completely unexpected event. They weren't supposed to make the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Everybody was happy they did. Nobody expected them to make the playoffs again the next year. Well, even with Taylor Hall coming back with a with a heart trophy, yeah, it was still other, such a young team and such a porous defense. There wasn't no. any there, look. There was plenty. Of, there was plenty of people in the beginning of the year going, "Oh, Hart Trophy winner! That these Devils, mm. man, they're making the playoffs again. They're they're even younger than they were last year. Added some pieces. I think I think there was some of that going on with some with some people for sure. No, it was that was the year. That was the next year when they drafted Hall and they got Subban and Gusev. That year, people were like, they're going to make the playoffs. You're talking about the year where they played so bad they wound up getting the Hall pick. No, no, Taylor, no. The the year after Taylor Hall won the MVP and, and brought them to the playoffs. Right. Is the year that, they didn't that they, next year. I don't think anybody thought they were going to make the playoffs that year. I think there's people that were that were saying they make the playoffs, especially wow. when you get the reigning Hart Trophy winner. Come on. But that's kind of like where the Rangers are right now. So the Rangers are maybe two years behind the Devils. And if that's the case, it's gonna be a rough two years, guys. Rough fucking two years. I, but I think the Rangers are might be slightly ahead. I think of they're that, ahead, yeah. But, I don't. But it's not showing. There, there is, there is nothing showing. The record is not showing. Maybe their goal differential is showing it, but that's about it. It, it's just it, they're a very difficult team to watch because it's so frustrating. Because you know the best forward on the ice for the Rangers tonight was Capocacco. It, it's not even a debate on who the best forward on the ice was. Igor was the best player on the ice in the first period. That I don't think anybody will question that. This sucks because I don't think my job here is to pump up your tires, but think about the pieces you have in place first. No, no, I, I, I completely, I get all that. And that's why I'm preaching patience. And that's why, you know, we're going through the process and all that other bullshit, but watching this team right now, going through this stretch of three weeks, it's tough, man. It's tough to watch. It's tough to just sit there and just say, oh, well, you know, it's the process. You want to see them score goals. You want to see them succeed. And just it's just not happening. It's just not happening. And then Panarin goes down. Kendra Miller is down. They're they're both short, very very short term. Coach said they were close to playing tonight. I really don't know how honest and truthful that is. But you know what is whatever. Um, so hopefully next game the team actually wants to score goals. They're not going to get any easier from here because they got they got Philly and Washington coming up this week. And it's just going to get harder and harder to play against these teams, especially when you have goaltenders who will come to the game who are confident they're going to stop the pucks that you shoot at them. So good luck, guys. It's going to be a really, really long, difficult year, especially I was, if um, you're not scoring. And, you know, your, your best player is the goaltender, and you're leaving them hanging out, hanging out to dry. 
half the game. Speaking of yeah. which, He's- Igor has really stepped up and really has solidified that number one goaltender, just like I think everybody thought he was going to. Would you shut up? Nick's trying to say something. Uh, I, I was good. That's okay. I, I was going to ask how well, you said Kako has been your best player today, right? Yeah. What's he, what's he been doing? What was uh like, obviously not scoring goals, but what, what around the puck has or off the puck has been doing? That he, he's been down. on the puck defensively. He has been generating plays. He's hard on the puck. He's hard on the puck offensively and defensively and just been snake bitten. I mean, Strom, he, Strom had a chance on a couple of assists. Uh, Kako had a couple of shots and, you know, went wide and goal, goaltender makes good saves. And I've been noticing a lot with Lafreniere. And I mean, it's easy to pick on him because he hasn't scored goals, right? And he hasn't accumulated that many points. But he's, he's doing a lot of the defensive work. He is not going forward and putting forth his offensive ability is because he is so scared of making a defensive woe. So someone's got to talk to this kid. It's great that he's focusing on defense. Maybe that's what their plan is for him this year is to really focus on defense and be an all around guy. And then all the fruits of their labor labor will show in the next three to five years, but that doesn't help his case right now. And it doesn't help him as a number one overall pick in the league right now. It just doesn't. Sorry to say it. And right now, it's a tough, tough team to watch right now. Very, very difficult. Very difficult. So, Billy, how's your defense? uh, As bad as your offense. It can't be that bad. It cannot possibly be that fucking bad. (laughs) Well, they they lost tonight. I caught up. They lost tonight. Three to one. They've only played three. They've only played three times in the last two weeks. Well, before tonight. They had only played three times. Uh, You know, obviously, they were supposed to play the Devils. They... Those games were canceled, but it was a very light schedule for them uh, as it was anyway. Um, and and I feel like they, you know, obviously haven't had any COVID issues, et cetera, and so forth. So they're knock on wood. Been, they've been on the ice. They've been practicing. And, and I, I think some things are paying off. I think there's more cohesion defensively. Uh, they weren't great tonight, but, you know, um, I felt like Washington had been on a long losing streak. And I feel like it was just one of those nights where you got a good team that's been down a while and they just came out with a lot of desperation and just uh, just made that work for them tonight. They were just, they just wanted it more tonight. Um, and so I can't, I can't get on the Penguins too much for, for the way they played tonight. Uh, yeah, the, defensively overall, they've been a little more coherent. Uh, they've been getting some guys back. Um, they've got uh, Marcus Pedersen back tonight. Matheson, Matheson didn't play bad tonight and Matheson was going to be one of my four points was uh was Matheson anyway he's he's actually been outside of the defensive zone he's he's been a pretty good player uh for them uh he's uh you know he moves the puck pretty well he's, he seems like he's got a, a good he, he's pretty pretty much in sync with the with the team and what they're doing offensively it's it's been defensively that he just looks lost and he's chasing guys around not moving his feet it, it's just been kind of ugly back there but that too uh, looked a little better tonight. So um, with some of these guys coming back, the health improving, uh, maybe uh, maybe they're going to take a turn for the better defensively. Um, I liked Jari tonight. He uh, he gave up three goals, obviously not a great night, but um, he seemed to have been getting a little more aggressive in the net. He seemed like he was uh, taking some chances, taking some aggressive chances uh, with some poke checks and, and things like that. He, he just seemed like he was... Uh, a little bit quicker thinking quicker on his feet and uh and and overall just looked a little more solid i mean the defense is still not there the goaltending is still not there it's definitely a problem but um but you know i'll, I'll take small improvements where i see him uh so they that they actually um in their last game before tonight against washington they they did something that they hadn't done all season 
which was take a two goal lead without the benefit of an empty net goal. They actually had a two goal lead and, and they made it stand for their second regulation win of the season. I was actually in the car for that game, listening to it on XM radio. And they actually made a big point about that, that that was the first time they had a two goal lead. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to imagine, you know, I don't know what it was a dozen games into the season or whatever that being the first time, you know, I mean, they haven't had many leads all season. I guess that's, kind of the thing so so there's not been many one goal leads to even build on top of that so but yeah they the the two goal lead became a one goal lead at one point but they added some empty nets and they won that one uh six to three three. and that might be the high point of their season at this so who knows i mean tonight they they were losing again and and they were losing in that game too Uh, so so they do have that streak intact they've been behind in every single game so far um this season uh that has not changed another thing that looks like like showing signs of being a little bit better is their power play. Um, uh, they didn't score on the power play tonight. Actually, I'm not sure if they, not sure if they were on the power play when they scored their goal tonight. I was kind of fast forwarding through that to see how it ended. Um, but uh, they, they did look better though on the power play. They were moving the puck a little better at really Balkan hasn't given away the puck for, for a few days. They'd scored a, a power play goal in their, in their prior game against Washington. They're, I mean, they're looking at least like an average NHL power play lately. That's again, you know, kind of a step up there. And then the last of the points for the Penguins, uh, there were, it was a nice week for, uh, for rumors. There were, there were uh, Mark Andre Fleury back to Pittsburgh rumors uh, that popped up. It, it doesn't seem like they were, they were uh, well-founded. Um, the, the rumor actually seems like it traced back to the off season. There was a Penguins reporter that said that, that they were inquiring about that in the summer and seems like that got misinterpreted as the new regime was looking into it. So that, that rumor was the Penguins inquiring about Fleury, not, Vegas reaching out to Pittsburgh to ask him if they wanted Flurry. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he's been and, playing better than Leonard. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they would want to trade him right now. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Their, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you got a team that's that's really looking for, you know, really thinks they have a chance at the cup like Vegas, um, yeah. I I don't see any reason for them to mess around with uh, with the with the duo that they've got there right now and and have you know risk having somebody unproven uh, there as your second goaltender. I mean. The Penguins did it twice with Flurry uh, not being the number one guy, so uh, it's it's definitely not uh, unless the Penguins are going to you know knock their socks off with something that is going to help them right now. And I'm not sure what what that would even be, you know. Uh, it, then it just wouldn't make sense. So the Penguins will have to uh, shop for their goalies elsewhere until Flurry becomes legitimately uh, available, maybe in the off season or as a free agent in the future. But it wouldn't surprise me to see that happen eventually. Um, they. They, they seem to like each other, the the fans and the organization and, and the goalie himself. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And that's uh, my four points for the Penguins. Injury update, Jacob Truba, upper body will not be returning to tonight's game. Not that it mattered because they fucking lost anyway. But I think that was uh, prior to the third period starting. Um, so they were down one defenseman and a 5-2 loss to the Devils who haven't played in 16 days. Haven't barely even skated in 16 days. And they lost wonderful how do you wonderful wonderful that? wonderful and now they want fucking fans to come out and watch this team 2000 2000 fans they want to let in the building to watch this fucking team play hockey not right now i wouldn't and plus how much are tickets tickets are going to be astronomical well, on the second, they second. said yes. obviously season ticket holders and sweet holders get first dibs sure 50 dollars 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Didn't say if that was the cheapest ticket or every ticket or where you would be sitting, but no, but I, I, there's only going to be 2000 people. They're not going to, you're not going to be sitting that high up. 
No, but they I they did say the secondary market. And in the secondary market, wow. at least for the football games down here in Tampa, they were going for a thousand bucks a pop. In those no in on the upper decks. It was it was actually ridiculous that I wouldn't have spent a thousand dollars to go to a fucking a football game this year. You talking the uh, Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I am talking about the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, but this is prior to them. Tampa Bay being being the Tampa Bay Bucks. Ugh. That's down in Tampa Brady, right? Ugh. Yeah, that's that's what it is down here. Ugh. Brady's you pretty would good. So, and you're you're full of shit. If you had the opportunity to pay fifty dollars to go see the Rangers play as one of only 2000 fans in the building, you would go probably just for the experience of it, probably just for the experience, but I would have to go to a doctor to prove that I haven't had the COVID in 472 hours. So you I don't would know drive how down to the, there's the test centers around the corner from here. I, I would have, if I wanted to go a game, I would, I would have to go get tested. Yes. It's easy. If you, if you go on, if you go test it, they, they have a drive through one for you guys. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. 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 We did it before. It took, took 24 hours. We got to test back real quick. No, he's peasy. So does anybody else have anything to say about fans coming back into the arena? Because I have uh, something I want to ask, and it kind of dovetails nicely into that. Why don't you go? Is it getting close to the Ranger fans being able to start chanting 1983 when they play the Islanders? I mean, they could. The, the not, Islanders started that. The Islanders fans started that chant in 1981, right? After a playoff series between the two. That was 41 years after the Rangers won the cup in 1940. We're getting close to 40 years. We're at 38 years right now for the Islanders. Oof. So well, I think I, I mean if I think they that would have if, to start in the playoff after a Rangers beat after the a Rangers play. playoff series win yeah I, think I wouldn't be start. surprised if we start to hear that well, that would be yeah, but not not when you haven't won a Stanley Cup for 27 years already but I they've mean, won in between no the the Rangers haven't won since 94 but they've I mean, won they've won since the Islanders last won their cup though yeah but I think it's a little different man it's like we had four cups in a row. 19 playoff series in a, in, a, in a row wins, losing ultimately to the next, you know. But, uh, but, but you have it's all your franchise has, though. But it's, that was 38 years ago. Right, that's all that. your franchise has. <laughs> After that, it's been Yashin and DiPietro and... I'm not I'm not going to say no, that's, that's not the case. That's totally the case. Trading um, away Chara. Right. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of dark years, for sure. I mean, management, just ownership was brutal for a long time. Uh, I I think like Tom said, if there's a playoff series between the two and the Rangers come out ahead, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to hear. It. I still think I mean, like if you haven't if you haven't won a cup in in a decade, okay. you you shouldn't be chanting about however many years so, anybody's won. Let's let's take a little okay little, little that's my thought here. How many teams were in the NHL when that was 20, going on with the Rangers? Twenty one in the nineteen forty was twenty one teams. Oh, in in the nineteen no, forties, no, no. no six six teams. Six teams. Yes, they were called the original six, Nick. I don't know if you you know this about hockey or not. Do you do you know where they were? <laughs> I, you, I'm saying. Do you need help locating them on six, the map? I think there were more teams in the NHL in nineteen forty. Point um, was the original, right? Yeah, there's. I think there was more than that. I think there was. I'm trying, I don't remember all the. You think the New York uh, Americans were see. in it back then? I think in 1940, though, Billy was the original six. I think in 1928 uh, and all those when the Rangers first came in, they had they had other ones. Okay. But I think so in 1940, 40, it was it was the original six. 42 to 67, it was the 60. It was the six teams. Yeah, I was wrong. Um, 67 expansion, they doubled in size to 12, and then uh, land the plane. See. Where are you going? 19, land the plane with this. Come on. 1970, 14. They, they, all right, all the way to 21 teams in 79. Isles came in about when what, what year is it? In 72. So 16 teams at that point. Anyway, my point is from 40 to 72, there was like no teams in the NHL. Rangers couldn't fucking win a cup. Get fucked. All right. 
<laughs> Dude, so there's like Montreal Canadiens dynasties in there and Boston, Boston Bruins. Bruins. I mean, not Rangers, basically. Come Rangers. on. No, yeah. definitely. And, and not Rangers. Everyone, wait, everyone had a dynasty except for the Rangers? <laughs> wasn't, it all, wasn't it all provincial? Didn't you get the players that grew up close to your uh, place in the early years? Uh, no, I'm sure that, you know, no one wanted to, uh, probably. I don't remember the, the things about it, but my point was going to be, it was that there was less 1983. That's all I got to say to you, buddy. It's a lot. It's a lot less. <laughs> and that's coming from a Devils fun. fan. That we, wasn't even started by a Ranger fan. We won in this century, at least. I feel like, I feel like you have to come up with an original one, right? 83. Uh, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Like 1940. No, it does. Um, you're, you're absolutely right about that. It doesn't have no. the same cachet. No. If they started like chanting Di Pietro on mass, that might have like a little better. How about you're still, still paying Di Pietro? How about that? What if they chanted <laughs> that's too, that? That's pretty long, and that might work for Devils. We chant that. We chant that to the Mets. We don't need And Potvin sucks. Potvin yeah, does. That, that is true. That's the worst. And the Flyers. Too. Flyers suck. Fuck the Flyers. Oh, fuck the Flyers. So, I mean, are, are I mean, are they? The Flyers went. Uh, they were back at practice today. Yeah, are they back at their full back at so practice. I think that that game this weekend is on. All right, because the Rangers have are having games rescheduled on Sunday. Um, I mean, the Devils, the no, Devils had a game rescheduled Saturday. for Sunday. The, the Devils play, actually Rangers supposed to play Washington on Sunday, but then their Saturday game got moved to twelve thirty because because the Devils they inserted a Devils Capitals game Sunday night the twenty first. So the Rangers are playing the Capitals on Saturday. Yeah. They had to play that game earlier because of some rule where it had to be more than 24 hours or 24 hours at least in between puck drops or something. Maybe I don't know. That's but I bet you that the time change definitely had a had a reason because of is that game in MSG? No. Saturday? Okay. No. I, I, well, hold on. I, I'm not sure now. I think it's. I think it's. I thought it was in Washington, but I could absolutely be wrong. It's at Washington. I was right. Okay. So then I think both games are in Washington at least. Yeah. Yeah. The Devils really fucked everybody's schedule up, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to see Thank them you. play nine games compared to yeah. 14 and 15. It's screwy. It's hard to say where they are in the. One of the their games division. that was one of the, one of the rescheduled games is actually for that week after the regular season is supposed to end. So that's the first think- game. Well, you, you sent that, that, that text on, on uh, before, before tonight's recording of, of their schedule for the rest of the year. And yep. it seems fucking awful. Ludicrous. It's it's every other day for like the next two months, except for one one set of back to back days off that they have from March into April. They have two days off, March thirty first and April first. Other than that, they're playing every other day. Jeez. Seventeen games in March, sixteen games in April. You think they really fucked their chances up this year? That's gonna just that's, because of COVID. That's gonna be rough. That's gonna they're really gonna have to lean on that taxi squad in those two months. And I think we're starting to see them preparing for that now by starting to cycle players from the Binghamton Devils of Newark onto the taxi squad so they could practice with the team at least and then back down to Binghamton so that when the time comes in March and April, they have a little bit of experience with the speed of an NHL, you know, practice slash game. If they would have just had preseason games, they would have got these guys would have gotten game experience. I don't know why they didn't have preseason games. We all wanted them. I, I, I've been saying that all year. Everybody wanted them. Couldn't agree with you more. If they had preseason, maybe we all would have a better feel for the identity of our teams. Well, I know who the, what the identity of the Rangers are. What's that? They can't score fucking goals to save their lives. Save their fucking lives. They can't put the puck in the back of the net. Can't tell you how many times I saw someone try to, to put the puck like through the goaltender and in the net, 
and then ultimately just hit glass. Just take your time and put the puck on net, see what happens. Well, so the Zach, the Zach goal kind of personified exactly what we've been saying. A well-placed shot doesn't have to be the hardest shot. As long as it's well-placed, you're going to beat the goalie. On the, on the power play. On the power play. Yeah. Right, because the other goal that way. Hey, congratulations to Will Butcher for finally getting into a fucking game. Three hundred and sixty-four days, and he scored. Games. That was his and goal. The scored. second one was his yeah. goal. Yeah, and he scored. And the fans on Twitter will still roast. For what? How easy does a score a goal? You could just have one game in three hundred sixty-four days. You score That's a goal. It. Why is it so hard for the Rangers? <laughs> Uh, I wish I could tell you, but I'm I'm very intrigued to see what the Twitterverse is like in Rangerland after this one. They're probably all calling for Quinn's head. Let's get oh, rid yeah. of Howden, change it up, kind of blow it up. And I mean, what's to blow up? Who who wants Ryan Strom? Nobody wants Ryan Strom right now. Well, I don't think we can get a bag of pucks for Ryan Strom right now. Could he play goal? I, I, he, <laughs> he couldn't be any worse at goal than he is at center. I mean, but, but you know, we, we talked a lot about this before the season even started on how much Ryan Strom's point total depended upon Artemi Panarin. And it it's glaring right now with Panarin out of lineup for two games. And even with Panarin in the lineup, he wasn't all that good. And nobody has been. And plus, Steve, what was the Devils face-off percentage tonight? I haven't seen it. What was it? Toward the end of the third period, I was I saw the Devils were at 51%. And they finished at 50.7% tonight. Congratulations on your second face-off win percentage of the season. Yeah! Both yeah! against the Rangers. I don't, I can't understand point, how point you're 0.1% less than last game, but I'll take I, it. I, I can't understand how you're the worst faceoff team in the league and we're the second worst faceoff team. Because they uh, they don't win faceoffs. <laughs> Apparently, you do when you play us. At least, at least 0.7% point, more. more. That's all you need. That no, is all you fucking need. It's not need. just 0.7% more. It's, it's one point. It, it's. Um, Right. Yeah. Sorry, math guy. You t- yeah. Sorry, math guy. Yeah, one point four. My fault. <laughs> we were talking so, identity. I thought for the for the teams. Yeah. What's your so, identity there, Islander guy? I, I I was gonna say what was the Rangers' identity? I didn't quite. Oh, they get can't it. score goals. Save their lives. Goals. Just they can't snake score. Bitten. Snake bitten. That's apparently their identity. Right. They're a ninety-five percent team. They do ninety-five percent of the game right, except for that five percent of scoring goals. Well, that's a that's I think that's more than five percent. Then that's a big part of the game, right? Just putting the puck in the net. Michael but, Scott but, said. Michael Scott said. Wayne Gretzky said. You you don't score one hundred percent of the the shots you don't take. Before the season, it was about speed. It was about offense, and you know the defense was was kind of going to be there. So they were going to beat you with speed. They were going to be on you pretty hard and play a really really fast game. They kind of do that, but it's it's not enough. And even at the times when they are playing fast, it just doesn't seem like it was last year. Last year was just they caught lightning in a bottle, and they're trying to recreate it, and they can't. Thirty-nine shots on goal tonight, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's a good identity, I guess, to, to or a on-target identity, I guess, to have. Yeah, but it doesn't change um, the fact that you got to put the fucking puck in the net to win hockey games. Period. End. Definitely. And they, and they they can't do that. They can't do that unless you're Colin Blackwell. And that's why you come to this podcast <laughs> because we've got expert insight like that. Amen. I was going to say, the good news is you're seeing a lot of shots from the, the back on the defense. I mean, uh, what is that? Looking like 14, 15 shots from, from the D line. It's not bad. You want shots from there. If you're getting no shots from the defense. Yeah, but there's nobody I'd, in front trying to concerned. deflect the pucks, man. There's nobody in the high slot trying to deflect it or, or anything else, which leaves a clear visual yeah. lane for the goaltender to stop the puck every single time. Right, right or usually. 
Kreider well, usually well, kills the Devils, and I didn't recognize him tonight outside of that fight. But but look, he he's in front of the goal, but he's only on for a minute at a time in a shift. It's the other three lines that are being cycled that they don't get traffic in front. Somebody else talk because I'm just oh, I'm just well, upset. identity line. Identity line. We literally have a line called the identity line. Can you guess which line that is? Who cares? Somebody would. Somebody would stop. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck about Sezikis and Matt Martin and those? Uh, yep. Let's talk more There's about how the Rangers Islanders. don't score. Seriously. Well, I'll I'll keep it short there. Isles <laughs> um, identity is grinding, grinding out the games and playing sound defensively. We start our fourth line number of games. We started almost every game last year. We begin the game each period to get the energy going, to shut down opposing teams' top line. And it's it's a good line. They're, they have great chemistry when they're healthy. And our, that's the when that, team, that line's going and pick, kicking off cylinders, it, chances are the team's doing pretty good. So uh, that's a pretty pretty easy one for us. And it just, like I said, it's that's the name of the line. So it's hard to argue with it. What about the Devils, Steve? The identity for the Devils at this point is speed and aggressive forechecking. That's that's what they're built on right now. Their defensive system is a little lacking. The power play and penalty kill are atrocious. Faceoffs are a huge issue. They're winning games with speed, aggressive forecheck, and activating one defenseman in the in the offense. What about um, Blackwood's got quite a high save percentage? Are they just eating a lot of shots? Is he eating a lot of shots up? Are they all from the outside? Are they they're all from the they... outside. Yeah, they don't. They give up a fair amount of high quality scoring chances, but they're face off dot and out. So, so the, the guy might get a clear look, but Blackwood, Blackwood is just standing tall. Good shit. Billy, how about the Penguins? Well, the Penguins, I, this year? the Penguins identity, I, I want to change. I, I was thinking of one, but I want to change mine to grinding too, because it just sounds really hot. And I just want to think about Sidney Crosby grinding on something right now. He would, Oh, I'd rather think of that, but no, um, you know the the penguins identity it's funny because it's been such a strange year there um with guys in and out of the lineup and then obviously with the gm thing with jim rutherford leaving and and the new uh gm and president of hockey operations coming in there's been a weird turnover there uh that um you know was not necessarily anticipated and uh and in the off season, they they uh, traded away Patrick Hornquist, who was really the the I he he didn't he didn't wear a C or an A, but but I don't think anybody denied you know he was really kind of the 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 leader and the and the guy who would rally um, the 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 team in the locker room. So um, really, when I when I think about the identity of this team, um, uh, I'm not going to say Sidney Crosby, which you might you know <laughs> expect me uh, to say. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. With Mike Sullivan, it it really is his team, and it and it and it's this is really um, the fact that the Penguins are where they are right now with everything that they've struggled with um, to to be in the middle of the pack in the division, uh, a few points uh, out of a, a playoff spot, but but pretty close to one. Um, despite being down in every game, I you know I I feel like this team kind of has his stamp on them, his his uh, his work ethic. Um, you know, that I, I haven't been watching the Penguins going, oh, they're just not trying. They're trying. They've always been trying. They, they've had their struggles, but it, it's not been a lack of effort. And uh, and they they keep fighting when they're down. 
Um, and, and all those things I, I kind of attribute to, to Sullivan's leadership. Um, Cause there's not a player, you know, Crosby's Crosby's not that, that leader that riles up the, the guys Malkin. I, I, I don't know what he offers anymore, really. Um, you know, the, that's just not the kind of leadership that they have in their captain and their, and their alternates. Uh, so I, I really feel like, um, you know, as, as seems like as long as he's around it, the identity really comes from their, their head coach. So is there a, is there a prospectus prospective guy in the lineup that's going to take over that raw, raw guy spot? Hard like, to can Latang do that? No, Latang's Latang is also not that guy, but um, you know, I, I don't, it, I don't know the personalities so much uh, yeah. in the locker room at this point, but, but looking at the guys, the way they, the way they play on the ice, you know, I'd have to say a, a Tanev or a, or a, or a Bluger, you know, the, those, those are some real hard nosed guys. Um, Tanev was if, the guy that, I, you know, automatically came to my mind for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they seem like, uh, you know, if, 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 if they get it, the experience enough within the team, uh, um, I, I think they could be those, those kind of guys in the locker room. Yeah. Great. Good for you guys. I got really good identities. <laughs> well, is there something besides just the struggle to score goals that, that you would put with the Rangers? No, I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it. Fair enough. Just a podcast. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our job, right? To talk about this stuff. <laughs> Uh, maybe it is because I, they don't have that heartbeat guy. The Rangers don't have that, that guy who's going out and making the hits, you know, Brendan Lemieux is supposed to be that guy. He's not really doing that. He's not firing up the team. Like the Islanders have the identity line and, and, you know, you got your grinders and you have these, these, these kind of character guys who are going in and lighting a fire and really, you know, starting everything up. Lemieux is not doing that for the Rangers. I mean, Blackwell, he did it with a goal tonight, but other than that, there's no real guy who's going to go out there and bang you and hit you and there's no fear from the other team to come and even hit you because okay well, i'm gonna, like look i hit zibanejad in in opening period okay okay chris Kreider's gonna come over i can fight chris Kreider, no problem i don't you know he's a strong guy but nobody's fearing chris Kreider like they would fear like a tanner glass or or a matt martin or somebody else like that there's there's nothing going on right the rangers are all about speed they have no physical toughness and maybe it's the lack of identity on this team that is the real problem. Was that better for a fucking insight? That was better. Oh, sorry, I prompted you. Good job. You had to really pull it out of you. I felt like you were yelling at me. <laughs> I was. All right. God damn it. You go suffer through your fucking cablevision internet. All right. <laughs> oh god. No, that's the worst fate possible. <laughs> sorry, I had to take out that's my terrible. aggression and my anger on you, Billy. You couldn't wish cancer on me. Something that can be treated. <laughs> oh, my god. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. That's true. Can't, you can't that. cure cable vision. There's no cure. There's no known <laughs> cure for cable vision. There really isn't. You gotta fucking move. <laughs> I know, and it's crossed my mind many times. You know what? The the fucking I, I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted. I I the Rangers have just exhausted me. And and I'm done for the night. Anybody else? I'm just happy to have hockey back. Oh this fuck is you. okay. Good night. <laughs> Screw everybody. Fuck you all. Billy, play us out.